Good morning. If you enjoy challenges, then you chose a good weekend to be here at church, because that is what I believe Jesus will do through our readings today. Jesus begins by telling his disciple that he needs to go to Jerusalem. There he will suffer, be killed, but raised on the third day. Then he gives us the challenge. Whoever wishes to come after me must deny him or herself, take up the cross, and begin to follow in my footsteps. That challenge is not an easy task and can be painful and uncertain. It really is calling us to discipleship and to say yes, yes to the Lord, regardless what we think we want and what we think we will make us most happy. What makes it palatable and livable is that we know the Lord and prayerfully we are in relationship with him. That's the gist of our faith, relationship. <sighs> Second Genesis, form, person, or man, and the breath of life. From that moment, we are in relationship, like it or not. And so he calls us, and is called to that relationship, and is done out of acceptance of faith and love in the Lord. Those who are dedicated to give commitment know that their dedication implies sacrifice. A married couple, two individuals, but one in marriage. It is not self-interest, but what's best for us. And as we hear Jeremiah today, he's been duped. How many times in your journey of life and marriage you thought you've been duped? You know, you date a few years, year or two, whatever it may be. You know, in today's society, other things take place, but then you decide, well, we're going to get married. But I know many, after those many years of dating and getting married, they end up in divorce a year or two later. There's something different in that dating process to coming before this altar, before the minister and myself, our deacon, and saying, I do. Two words. I do take you, not just today or tomorrow, but for life. You know? It's a difference when you're dating or whatever. You always have the option of leaving. Not necessarily after you say, I do. It's not I my paycheck, my this, my that, it's us. And that is a difference. So sometimes, as Jeremiah, we feel duped, but it isn't. Sacrifice, and you work at it. And as you work through those things, there is great joy. You know, it's like a woman being pregnant, working nine months, 
to that day of giving birth, of new life to that family, and so forth. It's a difficult journey. But once that comes, that new life is there. How beautiful. Yeah, you don't forget, necessary all the difficulties or pains you may have had during those nine months, but the joy at this moment in time, how great it is. You know, religious ordained, think of it in terms of their vows and their commitment, ministry and service to others. There's many times I wonder, why did I ever become a priest, you know? Psalm 46, verse 10, be still, know that I'm God, favorite. It is that verse that calms me down. It reminds me why I do what I do. It's not I, but the Lord and I do this job together. Family committed to mutual happiness, what's best for all of the family, not just me. Or the individual, what's best for me in the context of my discipleship, my call of my baptism, and how one's witnessed the love of Christ. The self-giving is a source of happiness, but it also entails sacrifice as well. As they say, no pain, no gain, you know? It's not easy sometimes, but as we work through those things, we come to a new understanding, a new presence. Jeremiah says, you duped me and you tricked me, O Lord. He gives us an idea of how he feels and what is his relationship to the Lord. He wishes he could escape and give it up, being that prophet. Because every time he speaks in that, they laugh at him, they mock him. I will speak in his name no more. That's it. I'm done. But then he says, the word is like a burning fire within me. In my heart, in my bones. We can say that as a couple... We can say that as a family, we can say that as a parish, we can say that as a nation. Just think the rain we have had, but think of the rain down south over the last five to seven days. What do you do? So it is that. I will speak no more. The word within him bursts forth. Regardless of his personal likes or dislikes, he takes a chance and speaks knowing some will accept it, while others will turn away and not listen. Paul says, do not conform yourself to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind so that you may judge what is God's will for you, for your family, for this parish. What is good? What is pleasing? What is perfect? Paul explains Christian ethics as a response to that love. He says, a life of love is a life pleasing to the Lord. Implies self-denial, sacrifice. The challenge is accepting the cross and following then in the footsteps of Jesus. Be still and know that I'm God. Often our values are of the secular world are not compatible with the holy or the sacred values we are called forth to live and witness 
as Christians' disciples. As Jesus shared his need to go to Jerusalem, Peter, not fully understanding the challenge, he tries to change Jesus' journey. What's he say to him? Satan, he is not judging by God's standard, but by man. Jesus says, what profit would a man show if he were to gain the whole world and ruin himself in the process? Always that focus is this cross here. Always the focus. Who do you or I know in life loved us so much that totally gave himself for us? And how much did he love us? Fully, completely. And as he extends his arms out, he says to us, we are to go out. We are to pick up that cross. We are to be his words, his mouth. We are to be Jeremiah in our home, in our school, in our job, our neighborhood. All those ways and means. The real life is life lived by self-giving through service to others. In the imitation of whom? The life of Jesus. Is a life rooted in Jesus and not in self-promotion. For a disciple, authentic life is molded on the way of that cross. The good news is that the cross does not end in death, but is the beginning and leads us to new life. Unlike anything we earn for ourselves, eternal life. And so the challenge of Christian discipleship is seen as a response to God's love for us, for others, and implies our need to accept that cross just as Jesus did. Even Jesus said, Father, take this cup from me. But your will be done. He kind of felt duped, but he came to a better understanding of how and what he was called to, and how and what he was going to offer us by that cross. Is Christian life then a miserable life? A life of those trapped in a situation for which there is no escape? Is it Useless, that sacrifice or denial is seen as a perspective of love and our service to one another. The secret of a happy Christian life is not to avoid the cross, but accept it as the holy and the sacred grace of Jesus to guide us and to sustain us in living life each day within this secular word of us, but to a new world of eternal joy. And the basic question is then, how do I live this challenge?